Blog Talk Radio. Every time you bitches come around Either we running or we laying on the fucking ground Just look at Chris, a nigga popped him, shot him in the club They called the ambulance and y'all didn't even show up Oh, let me tell you about Ricky when he took his bullets You want the trigger, man, y'all was the one that pulled it That's why we represent them niggas like Larry Davis Before he let you cowards kill him, he just aimed his spray Now what you want to do, bitch, I got a gun to him We gon' keep on sending shots every time y'all come through Got the nerve to tell a nigga put his hands up and beat him to the ground When you put the boy in handcuffs Fuck, talk the police, we handle it ourselves Even if I beat the death, nigga, we don't need no motherfucking hell To the right, to the left, let them know We don't need no motherfucking hell Thank goodness. 
I'm actually kind of happy about that because it's all nice and sunny. Um, it won't be changing until like you know, mid or like, mid April. No, not mid April, but uh, mid August or uh, September around there. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's uh, you know I live in Vermont, the hills myself, um, and uh, it, it's nuts. We already have leaves changing, which is not unusual. Um, but fall, I love fall. Fall is a, a beautiful season up here. Um, and uh, this this show was actually tonight um, just a little bit of an, one of our Dallas and my impromptu shows, um, sort of uh, um, inspired by um, Punk Boy in San Francisco show, um, which finished a little bit ago, uh, which was a great show covering um, what happened in Ferguson um, and Dalek, our good friend, Lou Vino, um, uh, was on the panel. Um, and as you know, he and I overlap in a lot of, in a lot of uh, viewpoints. Um, and I, I, we both um, share or espouse or at least inspire or aspire to... Uh, um, sort of adhere to a, uh, you know, an anarchist doctrine, um, and uh, he may or may not be on the line right now. If he is, um, by all means, bring him on. Uh, I don't know if I, am I live. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. You're on. You're okay. on Welcome. All right. I had to switch phones. My my home phone was dying, so I had to hang up and swap over. I didn't know if I was live yet. No, you're, and thanks for uh, thanks for making the effort to call in because uh, that was a great discussion on uh, on Punk Boy's show, man. And I'm and like, it was the profound. The, I, what I loved about it was the profoundness that we all had very different views. A lot of us had very different stances, very different positions uh, amongst the what's currently known as the, in my opinion, very stupid political spectrum of left to right. I don't think that should exist. It's stupid. But um, the fact that it was uh, so different from one side to the other, and we still talked civilly and got along, and we could understand each other's viewpoints, you don't see that much. Yet, um, amongst regular old citizens, apparently it's possible to just talk about something instead of like, Oh well, if you're yeah, not on my side, then fuck you. It, it, yeah, it's not only possible, right? It's it's critical. Um, you know, one one of the fundamentals we all have to agree on is coexistence. Coexistence doesn't necessarily mean getting along, kumbaya, all that shit. But right. it does it does mean sharing um, a space um, w- without trying to exterminate um, one another. Um, whether that be spiritually or or physically, um, and um, yeah, I'm I'm gl- I'm glad you noticed that. And, and there was there was a, a variety of uh, um, uh, of uh, viewpoints, um, and uh, yeah, I mean I think a couple times today, in fact, in our little social sphere, um, I have uh, managed to have discussions. Um, without um, uh, deteriorating into 
you know, just ad hominems and and um, <laughs> and bullshit. And, and oh, frankly, yeah, yeah. And quite frankly, if if a conversation conversation starts to head in that direction, I usually bail um, because really that, good yeah. man. Really? I mean, to be able okay, to, I, mean, I, I I don't I don't <laughs> I guess I'm one of the few that I don't. I don't mind when someone gets all pissy with me that, no, I still drive it home. I still drive well, I, that goddamn rail. I drive that rail down. Yeah, yeah, you do, man. And that's one of the reasons I love you. And, in fact, you and I have, have, have disagreed, um, never philosophically or politically, but musically before. And, right. and, yet, and, yet, we reached, and yet we reached a, a, a civil compromise. Um, so. <laughs> And, and, and you know, we, we just, but this is like a critical component to humanity, right? That people can agree to disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yep. and there's certain aspects of, uh, of life and culture and society that simply you're not going to agree on. Yeah. Uh, and now, one of the things, though, that, that should come up in these conversations is ethics and morality. And it doesn't often take the center stage. Like today. Today, ethics did not take the center stage. Morality did not take the center stage. Politics took the center stage. Did you notice yeah. that? I, I didn't yeah. know you said it, but it's a, it's a really valid point. It did, it, you're right. It didn't take the center stage. In fact, what kind of took the center stage... Um, was sort of uh, inane details. I mean, important. Um, at least we. I, I hope we made them sound important. But well, right. I mean, facts. Facts are important. Things that happen, obviously, they're important. But but you're right. But the baseline morality or ethic um, of what happened, um, and maybe my my trembling voice when I was. Uh, um, trying to some you know make a summation of of um, what actually happened um, without being biased. Um, it was tough to get any word in edgewise, yeah. You know, um, but but you're right. Like, um, you're right. And and I think that we need to go back to that cornerstone of, you know, morality, um, ethics. And I think one thing that you and I vehemently agree on is um, the the precept of of, of uh, anarchy being anchored in um, the morality of sort of um, almost like Emerson or Thoreau, uh, but almost in natural law. Um, well, like well, like that was why I brought up slavery. That was why I brought up the the big disparity with, you know, wait a minute. So we're going to abolish slavery forever because who's going to do these jobs? And it, it sounded crazy at the time because you could throw that into – now it sounds nuts. Now it sounds nuts. But back then it sounded feasible to go, really? So you're going to just tell these people they're free to go. And you think food's gonna happen and clothing and all that? Ha 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 ha! That's what they. Those are actual arguments that were made, 
And nowadays we look at it and go, uh, no, it was an immorality and it needs to be abolished. Well, back then they had the same argument that I'm trying to purport and say, well, government's immoral. Government Governing human beings is immoral. To, to say that any human has any right over another human to say, oh, you can or can't do this or that, blah, 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 uh, if it doesn't actually hurt me or harm someone or whatever, if, if it's, you know, an ethical or immoral uh, act upon someone, well, then that's your issue that you need to deal with. Aside from that, does there need to be a gigantic body that, that uh, you know, tries to wrangle everything together? It's Absolutely impossible. not. That's like, that's part of... Um, that's part of, uh, you know, sort of the illusion that's been uh, perpetrated. And, and, we, and we touched on this in Pokeboy's show. Um, you know, there's, there's still a, a lot of people out there who would um, try to make the argument that without religion, without Bible, without Jesus Christ, without God, we would be out eating each other and killing each other and sodomizing each other. Um, you know, four, five, six, seven times a day. Well, uh, you know what I, you know what I say about that is uh, everybody's got a drug, and I learned this a long time ago. I learned this when I first got into music. I've I've been an artist my entire life, ever since I was a little kid, and my whole life I was out of place. Uh, I didn't know where to turn or. In high school, I wanted to, I, I, like, my favorite thing was film. I, I wanted to be a movie director. And where do you go in Illinois, in the middle of corn country, to become a director? The answer is you fucking don't. <laughs> you just don't. That doesn't happen for you. So you're done. And so when the parent or the counselor that was like or the uh the, whatever the person what are they called the people that try to get you to go to colleges and they get you um uh, like a recruiter or a the, uh, oh, guidance, the guidance, okay. guidance guidance counselor yeah. yes that's it yes um she she came up to me at lunch around my friends <laughs> it was so funny because she sat down next to me and all my friends right and she went, so you haven't come up to me and said, where do you want to go to college yet? I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's no colleges for me. And she went, what do you mean? I said, well, I want to be a, a film director. I'm an artist and that's what I aspire to. And that's what I care about. And she's like, well, you got to pick, I mean, you got to pick something else. And I went, really? Uh, because um, I don't, sorry, I don't uh, care about anything else. Okay, so sorry to interrupt, but we have went on K Street on. Right. Who? Oh, let's bring him on. That's, went I, on K I was Street. Just texting him. <laughs> yeah, you just text me. And and and, um, Vina, where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, uh, a place called. Look it up, please. Do look this up, just for the sake of figuring out the look of the town that I grew up in because it just so happens that Google Earth or Google Maps finally got street view in my town. Um, for the longest time, you couldn't look at anything in my town because it was so small. But just recently, and I mean as of like this year, 
you can actually browse around in my town that I grew up in. It's Wyanet, W-Y-A-N-E-T, Illinois. It's a town of about a thousand people. That's where I grew up. And uh, I grew grew up on uh, King Street, which was across the street from the school. Well, uh, my brother Kay, who's about to come on, grew up in Kansas. Um, uh, probably not, um, a, you know, a, a, a dissimilar setting to yours. Um, and uh, one, of the, one of the myriad things I respect about him is uh, he's still got a lot of love for Kansas. Uh, if really? You follow, oh, yeah, if you follow him. I do, I do. Yes, you do, my man. Uh, take it away. Welcome, Kay. I was just What's up? chilling. Little impromptu show, so it's like you call. Um, take it away, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, f- fill us in on what's. Why do you love the the upbringing in Kansas? What what about it? Because uh, the true history of Kansas. If you look at it, if you study it, like I have. Um, I came to Kansas with a, a family of my ancestors are German immigrants, and it was uh, a German immigrant community that uh, we started in Chicago, outside of Chicago, then we moved to Kansas. Um, but if you look at the history of Kansas, there's a real socialist history there. Um, Appeal to Reason, uh, the the great socialist newspaper of the early 20th century, uh, had 20 million subscribers. Uh, was out of Kansas. So if you really study the true history of Kansas, you will understand that it was a great populist movement um, that was in that state. Uh, Kansas was founded as a free state. We, we fought, you know, the Jayhawkers. Uh, the University of Kansas, their, slow, their mascot is the Jayhawk. Um, yeah. They were founded as a free state. So, so when you look at the history of Kansas, it's very different than what it is today, but I'm very proud yeah, of, the, of, of the heritage that is there. And, and when you talk to true Kansans who actually understand the history of the state that, you know, they grew up in, they're proud of that history. And it doesn't have to be the Kansas that we have today. And a lot of states are this way with, you know, it's Brown Bakistan now, but it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm proud now, of the heritage that, that created that state. Do you identify with socialism yourself? I do, to an extent, yeah. To an extent. All right. Well, well explain the extent. I mean, what's the appeal to you? Because I, I don't get it personally. I really don't. You don't understand socialism? Like, I mean, no, don't I, don't, get it. I don't get the appeal, why it sounds uh, infallible and like it would work better than anything else. Hold on, hold on. Um, um, Vino, I'm going to start with you. Um, what's the difference between socialism and anarchy? Well, those two don't apply. Um, one is an economic system. The other is the lack thereof, uh, whether or not there's a government. Okay. So I, under, I understand that anarcho-socialism, uh, it makes a little bit of sense, but... My only, my only dis- discrepancy with it is that uh, someone's got to be in charge of the, you know, determining what's fair distribution, what's, 
someone's got to determine, like, this is fair. Okay. Right. So, socialism, okay. correct? Okay, what's the difference between socialism and anarchy? Okay, so when when I refer to socialism and, and when I'm doing it, I'm referring to Kansas in particular because that's an agrarian society. So there there was a lot of, of – and, and what we call communes in Kansas um, – uh, where everybody would chip in their grain and put it in the same silos. Everybody would chip in because nobody could afford, you know, to build their own grain processing plants. Okay, so you have these these, uh, if you will, that's social. Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and it worked very well for agrarian society and for Kansan farmers. And and that's you know it am I am I saying that socialism is the right form of government for you know every form of society? No, I'm I'm not gonna say that. I mean, government is a pendulum. Certain forms of government work better in certain situations, but the co-op situation in Kansas well, but why have worked very well. It sounds and, better and, to me to to have different economic systems. And have no government. Why well, have a government? I, I think economic how systems involved, make more sense to flux between. How involved in sort of the community enterprise of uh, bu- building and maintaining silos, grain silos, and the other, um, you know, really labor-intensive uh, tasks that come along with large-scale farming, um, was is the government involved in um, aside from subsidies because that's a more complex issue? But I mean, I mean that's essentially a community-driven um, um, uh, endeavor. Activity, right? yeah, activity, right? Yeah. So, like, how much does government even need to be involved? It doesn't. It, it, then, it wh- then why doesn't. have one? Then why have one? Why? Because because okay. So the government doesn't necessarily need to be involved in, you know, those sorts of endeavors. But at the same time, not every community and not every area has those same, you know, situations. So So why not let those areas and those communities run it the way they feel that they deem necessary unanimously, peacefully? But once you get to cities, you do need some sort of government. Why? Sewage, electric. Well, that those are still personal services, though. I mean, those are still you can. A uh, government doesn't actually run them; they just hire out and pay with taxes and with you know uh, private companies. So a private yeah, company so, already okay. does this. So, so I can, I can do the the dichotomy between agrarian. And, and city economies and you know going from rural Kansas to Kansas City well, I mean if they, you ever read they, the book The Jungle by uh, Upton Sinclair it poses that, another that's, question that's the role, that's the role of government it poses another regulation. question it, it, the, other, the other question it poses is should cities be that big should civilizations uh I guess the word is uh, uh, conglomerate in such a size 
Yeah. Or is it unnatural and not? Uh, well, now you're um, getting into an anthropological discussion. Right. I mean, right? you're you're getting back into, you know, the rise of cities about ten thousand years ago. You guys are on fire. This is great. So. Well, I mean, I'm just using logic as we go. <laughs> well, I, and and I. You're you're bringing up very valid questions, but there is a role of government once people start to conglomerate, and that and that happens. And and if you look at the anthropology, about ten thousand years ago, we had the rise of cities, uh, where you went from hunter gatherers, uh, the rise of farming, and then you started to see cities where where trading started to take place. But but even if trading is taking place, I don't I don't see a rule for. Or I don't see a, necess- or a necessity for a human to have power over other humans that usurps humanity. Well, he, I think here here's one one thing to consider is um, that I think that, that the two different like contextual viewpoints are, um, you know, and 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 I. I'm right split in the middle, but one is sort of like in a vacuum um, and an ideal, you know, and Kay, you're you're sort of coming from a more like here we are right now point of view. So, And I'm not. I'm coming from a uh, let's start from scratch viewpoint. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. I get you. Go ahead. And, and uh, you know, and 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 <laughs> it's so funny to call my man K the the pragmatist here. <laughs> my man is wild, he's a motherfucker. But uh, you know, but it, but but you know, we do have to get from here to there somehow. Is Dalek so, asleep? Is he here? Yeah, he's yeah, here I'm still there. here. I just wanted to say something. I have an idea, and this uh, this is actually one of the platforms that uh, Adam Kokesh is actually bringing out on 2020, and he's uh, saying, well, maybe we should have an orderly dissolution of the federal government, uh, very peaceful, everything like that. And uh, what will happen? An basically, order, wait, an orderly dissolution of the government. Okay, how does that how does it work though? Well, you nobody has that the- idea. <laughs> Yo, Alex well, the orderly dissolution of the, the federal government. government. Right? Yeah, why do we yeah. need a federal government? Why not just have states? No, and how, in fact, why not just have community how is, government? How is, how is Adam, who, Dalek, you and I have talked about a fucking, uh, I think Adam, how does he propose, like I just said, how are we going to get from here to there where we can't even remember, you know, that a kid got assassinated in cold blood in the middle of the street a week ago. Things sound audacious. Hold on, I want to hear Dalek. Okay. Well, first thing I would like to say, maybe uh, what happens is that, uh, as uh, probably what Adam would be doing is uh, grabbing, uh, actually taking the powers of the federal government and uh, within the four years that he has, he will put it uh, put more power to the states, and that's the first thing. Um, now this might be like uh, the one thing like uh, um, off the of South Park, uh, you know, 
there they just do this one action and then a question mark and a and then it just says profit. I, I so, wait, wait, so, so Dalek, Dalek, which, the underpants which, gnomes. Yeah, the underpants gnomes. I get you. Which, which powers, uh, I mean, are you talking about all powers passed down to the state? I mean, or are you talking about certain ones? Here, well, hold up, though. The, the, you, all of you are missing a big thing, and it's that the states are supposed to already have power over the federal government. And also... Under counties, under the commerce counties clause are the supposed to have power over this the state themselves. You know, if you were to go into any county, for example, this is why people were losing their shit when uh, they were the federal government was raiding marijuana dispensaries in California uh, because and and people were the sheriffs were there while they were doing it and human beings that were citizens there were saying, why are you just standing there? You have more authority than they do because this is your County, not theirs. They are a part of DC. You are actually of here and you have more power. And, and the, the sheriffs wouldn't do anything because they're pussies. So, this is the state that our country is in, even though we know the the order it's supposed to be, and it's not in that order. But would it be fixed, though, if, if we just said, okay, well, let's go back to the way it used to be? Well, or would it just get to where it is now again anyways in no time? And should we just abolish it? Because this is what happens when you do it. That's a lot of questions, isn't it? Hold on, Dalek. I have one specific question. You mentioned four years. What 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 was that um, in reference to? Uh, the presidency uh, of the term. Um, okay. Now I am not a spokesperson for Adam, so don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I don't really know very much of anything, but that's one from what he said. Uh, these are my ideas. Maybe just taking the powers of the federal government, the big guy right up here, and give it all back down to the states and doing whatever they want. Even though that the states already have powers, they're not using it because it, it, if they did, they're probably gonna have the funding that uh, that the federal government gives away. Isn't it? Can I pose one question? I'm sorry to interject yeah. there. Go can ahead. I, can Go I ahead. pose one question? Um, so, so we put everything back down to the states, and let's say, uh, and, and we put everything back in local authorities' hands. Let's say that we have a racist local authority. Let's say we have a, a sheriff Arpaio. Let's say we have. You know some of these instances that we've seen, where where local authorities are are racist, are are bigoted, are all, you know taking it. So so then the so then who is the? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to. Say I was going to say it's the responsibility of the locale to fix the problem. So what is I hate the, I well, so, I know so what I if, know what you're saying I know what you're saying and and unfortunately it sounds more immoral to me to say there needs to be a grand power to figure this shit out 
Instead of saying the local municipality needs to decide if it's okay. And if they do or they don't, is it the business of somebody who lives in Ohio, me, of what the fuck someone does in Arizona? As much as I'd love to affect morality in Arizona, guess what? I live in Ohio, and I, I can't really afford to go there and change things and do stuff. But... I will say this. I will say this. I don't condone it. And that's really all the farther human emotion should go regarding that type of thing. You know what would be really crazy? If one government thought they could go into another country and affect yes. what that Yes. How what insane is that, that shit? Okay. You're absolutely right. That's fucking madness. My, my whole idea, I guess, is based on no governments, no borders, no nations. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think everything should be communities. If, it, it should be local. If, if, if it involves you, that's all the more it matters. If it doesn't, then why the fuck does it matter? Well, at the end of the day, though, if it involves humanity, because I am part of humanity, it involves me. Well, for the most part, though, when it comes to local things, and I know that it's 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 fucking biased to use America as an example because it's not like other places. Like uh, the best example to say, well, it's not like other places is Israel and Palestine. And I know nobody wants to bring that up because it's such a fucking gigantic can of worms and it can go on for days about how, who the fuck does what. And I don't fucking know. I really don't goddamn know what to do. And there's no solution to it because you've got got an outlandish government. Uh, The only solution I can think of is government shouldn't exist worldwide. There should not be governments ever again forever. That's the only solution I can think of that solves all of the world's problems. And if I know it sounds like, well, well, but what about the things that happen in our day to day lives? Okay. Well, you, you deal with those. In your day-to-day lives, locally, with the locals. Why does it? Why does the shit that happens worldwide have to deal with everybody? And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're de- we're living in a world that all the shit happens worldwide, and the shit, the news tells everybody. But 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 before you but, even say something. But I don't think you need to excuse yourself because the bottom line. No, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with that point at all. Yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, when we talk about those kinds of issues, we waste so many fucking millions of dollars building bombs and rockets and bullets to kill other humans. Well, now you're leading into um, what would be. No, but that's what the but that's what the federal government does. I mean, yeah. when they do foreign oh, policy. Oh, they, yeah. they, they they waste millions of dollars that could be spent locally, easily perhaps, building schools, roads, perhaps perhaps things anarcho, of that nature. Perhaps I, anarcho-capitalism has a solution to this, and a lot of people don't see it because when you hear the word capitalism, people think of the devil. And the truth of the matter is, is that we should pick a goddamn different name. 
But um, <laughs> unfortunately, that's the truth. The truth is we just need to pick a fucking different name. Because we just need to make it sound more peaceful. Something, <laughs> something. Hold on, hold on. How about anarcho-logicalism? Something, fuck. It, it exists. I mean, uh, the construct, the paradigm exists, right? Look, look at Northern Europe. It's, it's not perfect. But instead, choosing to create war to create economy, they chose to dig holes. And it, it's no more or less inane and absurd, but it has less, far less collateral damage. And it perpetuates itself. And what I mean by digging holes is they take on um, infrastructure projects um, which, a, which, who's a, behind those? Who the fuck gives a shit about these infrastructure projects? Uh, in the citizens, like American citizens, really don't fucking care exactly about that. Exactly the same way our military-industrial complex does. And, I, I and, really, and I right. really, okay, Doug, your your comment that Americans don't care about that, I think, is incorrect. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? They don't care about what? Infrastructure projects. Of overseas shit. I mean, we've been doing it for so long. It's like a we're watching Barney. No, no, but no. I'm like talking dinosaur. I'm talking, talking in-country infrastructure. It needs to find something that perpetuates itself in order to sustain itself. Right. That's that's the nature of capitalism. Um, and on a planet with limited natural resources that we're now coming to the end of. Um, I think that's a fallacy. I think natural uh, resources change I mean, over time. But the, the fact of the matter is that the, their attainability is at least becoming more difficult. It uh, depends on, it, I mean, it depends on the resource, but certain – the thing with energy is that it or, doesn't, or, right, let me it doesn't uh, disappear. It only changes form. That exists really? Are you, are you going with the law of entropy here? Why? What are you going to do about it? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 so where, I, I, where are we going to where are we going to pull the new resources from? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, exactly. well, the, the fact of the matter, though, like, if, if you go off of energy, Sun. like the fact of the matter is, like, what is it? Like, sixty no. percent of all American energy is coal, and people want to cut it out. But once you cut it out, then you have to say, like, all right, so you're ready to give up technology, right? Jesus Christ! No, they don't. That's what they do. They build shit. They don't bomb shit. They build shit. Who? Yeah. Who are we talking about? The nor- northern, uh, northern Europe. Let me oh, just okay. All right. The Scandinavian countries. Scandinavian countries. They built. I'm. I'm. By the way, I'm. Ch- I'm Cherokee and French Viking, the so that everybody knows it's clear. What the fuck is French Viking? Um, my name actually comes from the Viking era of France. Uh, I didn't know there was a such thing until I researched it. Oh, shit, I'm German Irish. I'm fucked. I'm Cherokee and French Viking. I'm from Put Kansas. Put those fucking two together. It's <laughs> like the most Kansas. weirdest combination. Yeah. Cherokee couldn't be the most peaceful, more peaceful. So I mean, now, they fucking... Now, and then you got French Vikings that probably took fucking Native <laughs> Americans hostage. You know, that's weird. 
as far it's as a weird, and then love sprouted, and here you go. I I'm, I exist because of that. There you go. <laughs> my my eyebrows right. look Scottish. I'm I think I'm Scottish. I think I'm Scottish. I may or may not be Scottish. I may or may not be Scottish, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm Scottish. So we but, can't solve but, all on, of the world's problems. Countries. Um, okay, go ahead. They can do is do this is because of uh, their lack of population density, and Canada in fact, was doing um, a similar thing up until about 15 years ago until... No, Casey dropped. No. Repeat? What, what dropped? K Street. Oh, he did? I don't know why. Like, aw. He'll probably come he'll, back. He'll come back. Yeah, he'll call back. Goddamn prepaid. Um, you were in the middle of something. Just keep going. He'll yeah, probably call um, back. Yeah, yeah. Just... just did, you know, you. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if back on live, if capitalism is the system that that exists right now, you need to find something that perpetuates it. You know, and um, well, the, the, no. Here's the problem: chosen war is, is people say people say interest. capitalism exists right now, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, we live. You know, it's a plutocracy. That that's it's empire. Plutocracy would be a benefit to the people that exist in the system. This is not. This is fascism. We live in fascism. A corporate plutocracy, fascism. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, this is definitely fascism, without a fucking doubt. And and you know, and the middle, the middle class has disappeared. The the reigning, the reigning classes continue to conglomerate their wealth. Um, it, it is, with with amazing success. That's the yeah, part oh, that gets absolutely, me. Absolutely. The success level is just... I, I'm astounded that no one is outraged. You don't think I'm outraged? I am laid off because oh, the that's, restaurant that's why I we're here. That's why we're here. But there's... It should be like... We should like open the door, and the neighbor is like, "Hey, did you hear my podcast?" And they're not. They're not doing this. They're not doing the same thing we're doing. Our neighbor. We should open the door and go to work tomorrow, and be, the neighbor be like, "Did you hear my podcast? I was talking about the goddamn fucking this shit." And they're not. Dude, and like, I can't even go to work tomorrow because the company <laughs> oh, that I worked for yeah, owed my wealthy people went crap. under. Come on, tangent, tangent. What happened? Did you what open? What happened? Yeah, did they, did they open? No, we still haven't opened. Can, are, can you talk about that for a second? <laughs> what happened? Wait, ta- wait, talk about what? what what's the deal? Uh, I'm essentially laid off. Well, well it's I've been more there. Than that. It's more than that. Let me lay down the fa- foundation. Yes, uh, please. We worked at um, an establishment. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a big like. Um, I don't want to say the name, but it's a tap room, um, and it's nice. And I've, I've been there. It's busy. Um, and he got to work the other day, and the doors were chained. Um, and oh, uh, they I've been there. closed um, for failure. Yeah. To pay 
maintained, and this is not fact. Um, they the they fail to pay their sales tax. Meal, yeah, their meals tax, um, and uh, they're sh- they're stringing them along a little bit. Um, and a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna open tomorrow. Wait I'm for sure. my text tomorrow. I've heard that for fucking. We, we got locked out last Thursday. And I've, uh, I've, now I've, I got a text today that said, "Yeah, we're gonna open on Monday." Like my whole life the wages rest. that I've lost. I mean, I'm yeah. talking about two thousand dollars, two yeah. weekends plus a full week worth of work. Mm. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's, and I've spent my whole life in in the restaurant industry, and um, you die for an employee like Kay. Um, but the restaurant industry is a is a really hard business, um, and it's getting close to impossible. Um, and that's not to excuse these people because um, no, they're, they're the, the, first, the cursory research I've done, um, um, they're essentially a microcosm of kind of the uh, the nature of our economy. Um, when money hits an account and you see it, um, you think it's all yours. Um, and not you guys, I'm saying in general. Um, right, right. And you don't take into consideration um, that that money uh, actually isn't all yours, that it's owed. Uh, it's it's got to go to the business. Yeah, it's got to, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. it, and, it, and the owners of my restaurant uh, didn't yeah. do that. They, they bounce is, payroll checks. They bounce yeah. checks. And the owners to, of our country don't do that. Yeah, that's why I was saying, dude. To, that's why I was saying, restaurant restaurant tours. Uh, that whole industry is an excellent example of capitalism. If you oh. let it go to waste, that explains exactly how capitalism works or doesn't, depending on your attitude. Who's behind it? Yeah, restaurants made me like who I am. They've taught me my character, my work ethic, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm a good chef, hard fucking worker, you know. I'm a for, I'm a great bartender. I yeah, I've made sure. them so much fucking money. Three hundred percent profit for every beer that I poured them. Yeah. But what nice. you say is exactly true. It's a, it is an it's a great little uh, microcosm of capitalism because um, it's eating itself, you know? Yeah. Um, Could I ask a question? Oh, sorry. Absolutely. I was going to ask a question, um, one thing about about your restaurant. Are you still owning your restaurant? No, I told I wasn't an owner. I'm an employee. Were you asking me or Kay? Uh, You. No, I sold uh, my last restaurant, um, it's been, I think, two years ago, um, and uh, it, it was a little bit of a rough sale. It was like right at the end of 2009. We've got that through 2000, and, um, um, you know, and just kind of ran out of steam. Um, and, it, you know, if you reach out for financing in the restaurant um, industry, you get all sorts of uh, offers, um, 
and I considered a lot of them. And, and after uh, weighing um, all the options, um, you know, I I decided to to sell. Um, and uh, you know, since then, um, I I've I've been lucky enough to do private dinner parties here and in D.C. and Miami, um, which pay better. But uh, we were just saying the restaurant business, it, um, it, you know, I think I – think There's no such thing as a socialist restaurant. No, and, and in fact, I kind of – I you know, I, I was – in Vermont, I've owned a butcher shop, a bakery – I owned another restaurant, you know, and I parlayed those three businesses and then had some cash to throw around and then bought the restaurant. So, and that was early in the 90s. Um, and I, uh, so I was, uh, you know, really big on the on the local food movement, uh, promoting local food systems and stuff. Uh, I I disagree with the idea that there is no such thing as a socialist restaurant. Well, they, I mean, is, is I, there such thing as a socialist band? That I, the I music know, is created I, socialistically. But, but honestly, well, I think that the, if if the, I could if, buy the, if the I could theme. buy my restaurant right now, staff that I have, and and run that restaurant and split it equally, I would. Because I know half the staff that works for me, and I know my clientele, and and I I've known places when I did foreign exchange in France that did it that way. Dude, I think they, you should. They, 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 you split the profit equally because Here's, everybody, whether it's back of house, front of house, a host, whatever, like you all want to commit to the business succeeding. And if everybody, you know, gets that piece when the business succeeds, then the business will succeed because everybody is part of the same team. That's the idea behind socialism, not necessarily on a government level, but on a very small level. Well, here's that, a little that everybody, that it, it's basically a co-op. The restaurant acts as a co-op. Here's a little secret that, that, like, you know, the five of us, four of us know, is that any one of us would work 50 hours a week for security, a, a healthy workplace, a job that we appreciated and like to go to, um, yeah. and, and, and that gave us, um, what we needed in life, but maybe not too much more. And I, I think I say it's a secret because it's an emerging paradigm, um, and it is probably the most terrifying emerging paradigm. Um, you know, to those who are now in power, um, that exists because to all of a sudden no longer pledge allegiance to the dollar. Um, that's radical, man. That's crazy, you know. But I have no care of it. If I could, if I can be secure, and and feel love and and community, you know, and provide, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm straight. Thank you. 
Yeah. I don't yeah. need it. I don't I don't need a million dollars in my bank account. I don't need a you know. Oh I'm glad you mentioned that. Because that's a big deal in uh this country, if not many others, is that uh people don't uh they don't reach a point of I'm comfortable. And I don't understand that. I do not understand why Americans do not reach a point where they say I'm comfortable and I could just sustain where I'm at. It, yeah, we're pushed, we're pushed in this country to go to extremes to where it's like, oh, if you're not uh, making more profit margins each year, then you're failing. It's like, well, no, I'm happy at making blah, blah, blah per year. Yeah. I, I, I think it's if, part if I can of, exist, if I can take care of the people that work with me and and we can all eat comfortably, go home, why, you yeah, know, repair why, pills, then what's wrong with that? Then that's all you need. But like, that's yeah, all, that's, that's all you need. You that know? mentality is not promoted in this country. No, it's not. But it should be. Yeah. No, it's ostracized. But, you don't see you know, that in movies. You don't, you don't see it in uh, popular culture. <clears throat> you no, see, it, you no, see fucking people in rap and R and B who wear diamonds and gold on their teeth and fucking preach about driving fucking Maseratis and all that shit. Yeah, but, this but, is but when you listen to like when you children, listen to punk and stuff like No Effect or or even Blink, uh, they talk about being comfortable with what you have, like. Lord, you know. when's the last time you heard a rap song about living a normal goddamn life Dude, and being comfortable? And that's why I don't listen to rap. <laughs> because I don't either. I don't, I'm just guessing. I don't listen to that shit because I don't. I have fucking hate it uh, with all my heart. <laughs> I feel like if there's no instruments, then I can't. I can't stand it. There's no instruments. And and by instruments I mean a human being controlling what comes out of it. Um, <laughs> I know I know humans that that play electronic things. Uh, for example, a guy who goes by Shocker, and you can find him uh, by looking up Shocker TV. I do he's, listen to Tech Nine. I'm sorry, well, that's a, that's a, that's a Kansas a, City plug right there. He's the type yeah. of guy that will take uh, like a bunch of Game Boys like Nintendo Game Boys and turn them into musical instruments. But okay. guess what? He, but if you ever listen to Tech Nine, even he like argues against wealth. He's like, if you've got enough money to feed yourself and if you got a little extra to feed your neighbor, do it. Like, oh, well, that's, there's no con- there's no question there's conscious hip hop. I mean Khalid Kwali, I'm I mean he goes on and on. Oh it's, yeah, Vino literally has um, like um, like a gag reflex to to uh, um, we have been over this. It is it it is hilarious um, to uh, I don't know. It's some sort of uh, waveform um, that must occur in hip hop. Um, no, you you said the right term. Gag reflex is about as universal as any human being could understand the feeling I get. It's like it's like when I walk into the room and my wife is watching reality TV. 
It's the same oh, thing. Oh God. It's like, it's like yeah, okay, you just see yeah, yeah, you hear that word you just said? You hear how the tonality when someone yeah. says, Hey, you need to watch this rap battle and they turn it on, I go, Fuck my asshole in the fucking neck. <laughs> Fuck my asshole in the neck. That's it going on in my head when someone does that to me. I say, Fuck my asshole in the neck and my asshole doesn't have a neck. But I envision my asshole having a neck and someone fucking it because they turned that shit on. Yeah, it's it's no, you know what? You're wrong. It's beyond a gag reflex at that point. <laughs> at that point it's a little bit past that and I don't know why I can't explain it I really can't I just I sense it I sense the fucking inhumanity that's 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 non-existent for example for example you listen to one of uh, our songs and I'm not trying to say we're all high and mighty we're not we're not all high and mighty we're not experts we're not fucking fantastic amazing people but I will say this. Everything you hear on a Blue Vino song was done by a human. Every fucking thing that's on our songs was done by a human who chose to hit a thing or touch a thing or press a thing or hit an instrument. At some point, we chose the sound that came out of it. At no point was it someone going, here's... $4,000 for your fucking shit, and I'm going to rap over it. You're it right. never it never went that way. I didn't pay a goddamn person for a thing that's on any of our albums. I did it myself, and so did Scott. We both put it together the way we saw fit. Nobody else was involved. There was no money exchange either. That's art to me. To me, that's art. It comes from you, just you, by yourself. If it's not you by yourself, then it's not art. How is it art otherwise? That'd be like if I if I hired someone to make a sculpture. Is it my art? Right. No. No. Your point. Your point is spot on. And K, this is, you know, another reason for like a collective to, uh, you know, provide, um, you know, whatever that revenue stream is to give people the opportunity to do their art without, uh, you know, kowtowing to uh, a patron or uh, the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we got about forty-five seconds. Final thoughts. Okay. Can we go into overtime, or what's the deal with that? We can go to yeah, overtime. We definitely can. Nice, nice. Let's do yeah. overtime, and that's where we'll let loose. <laughs> it, it, we're going. We're going to overtime. Right. Yeah, we'll let loose Stop there. That'll be where, uh, you know, inhibitions go away, and I let loose the fact that I've been drinking for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't lie, I've been too. <laughs> hey, 
you know what? Everybody's got a drug. For some people, it's the Bible. Other people, it's uh, booze. Other people, it's Oxycontin as if they were Skittles. And that was my mentor who played uh, keyboards. He didn't teach me keyboards. He just taught me the ropes of performing. And I saw his wooden floor that was covered in amazing patterns. And I said, what is this? And he said, well, this is all the times that I passed out on Oxycontin and dropped my cigarette. And I was like, I thought this was an amazing wood pattern <laughs> on your floor. I, are you serious? Because it's everywhere. You you passed out and a cigarette dropped under your dresser? Yes. At some point. <laughs> I nodded out with a cigarette and fucking torches. These are humans. These are human fucking beings. And these are people with passion in their hearts that they fucking, they pop Oxycontin like they're Skittles and they fucking have fucking cigarette burns all over their floors and you listen to their music and you're like, son of a bitch, this person has value. <laughs> that shit doesn't happen anymore. True, true story. Dude. I, don't, I don't know, be it. <laughs> me and uh, Antichrisis were arrested together. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean? You meet a person who's got this kind of life. They pour that much of their life into this. And they don't get shit from it. They don't get anything. He didn't. He went out and played fucking gigs, and he put a fake smile on his face, and sometimes he got to solo. But you know what he did when he was at home? He fucking got high as shit, and he made amazing music, and he recorded it. And fucking sometimes when he took a break while he was doing a gig, he just hit uh, play on his keyboard that had some of those recordings from some of those nights. And when he did so, that's when I my ears perked up, and I went, what is this? And he went, you remember those marks on the floor? And I went, yeah, fucking how can I forget those? This is one of the things that came out of those nights, and it's it's amazing. So, you know what, I, I understand that a lot of people are against fucking, oh, drugs are bad and fucking, everybody has a drug. Everybody has some kind of drug. Sometimes they're not chemical. Other times they're mental. Drugs is bad. That's that's just Nancy Reagan in your head, babe. Well, drugs <laughs> aren't bad. I don't, I personally don't, I don't think drugs are bad. I took shrooms and shrooms were amazing. I I don't yeah. regret doing, doing shrooms at all. I think that who, everybody who at some point who should Who doesn't do not like taking shrooms? Come on. My, I think at here. some point my own, my own son has to do shrooms. Hold on. Hold on. This, this is fast. Are we on overtime? We're on overtime. Yeah, we are. We on have overtime. to be on overtime. You should have warned us, but I'm pretty sure we're on overtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've already yeah, warned we, you guys. Just smoke. Oh, so are you, are you, do you smoke weed? I can't. I've tried it four times, and each time I pass out for about 14 hours. Holy <laughs> fuck. This is fucking fascinating. I, I can't do it. You know, I really I cannot. To a lot yeah. of your music. You know, I'm sorry. And I, say I, say I, this know, again. In my, what, in, what in my mind's eye, I definitely would have thought you were a heavy... You know, in no. my music minds, I definitely I, I can't. You're a heavy psychedelic drug user, and I, I well, I I tried uh, shrooms once, and I loved it. I I can't think of a better drug that, but I haven't tried everything. So it's not like you have like a sheet of ass in your back pocket right now. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Wait, sheet. wait, I've wait, wait. I've if someone's got a sheet, I need a couple hits. I've got a question. I, I, I haven't even tried the LSD. I wish I did. I mean, the guy that I was telling you about, he was. He told me, Bo, you need to do LSD. And I went, <laughs> and I said, I said, is that, I said, is that dangerous? Could I die from that? And he laughed. Nah, nah, you he can't die from and he it. Said, no, it's, it's awesome. You can't die from LSD. And I went, okay, I don't know where I'm going to get LSD. And he's like, that's none of my business. But <laughs> let it, me it, worry about where you get it. <laughs> yeah. It is really uh, um, like uh, challenging my, or not challenging, but it's interesting because I, I do listen to a lot of Blue Reno music. Uh, and uh, like the preconception I had, um, you know, it is clearly wrong. And what's what's great is, um, hold up, you can read. Explain that, that thought. Left. Stop, stop. Explain that thought, please. <laughs> Elaborate on that thought. <laughs> All right. There's certain insights um, lyrically. Um, and, and what and, else? And certain um, uh, riffs, notes um, that I recognize being um, that you assume, <laughs> right? Being a psychonaut myself. Yes, yes. No, uh, it makes perfect sense. But this, they, this is they hit those receptors in me. Well. This should so, make more sense to you now yes. that you've said that because Pink Floyd is is known as being that type of band, correct? <laughs> yeah. Except I mean, if you read their biography, they're not drug users. Yeah, well, they drink. Well, absolutely. No, after Sid Barrett went fucking loco. No, oh, exactly, all. right. It could scare you away from drugs for a lifetime. And so I they're not drug users. Air. And afterwards, they made a fucking uh, Dark Side of the Moon. And people thought, oh, these guys are high on drugs. And they're not. They made that completely oh, sober. shit, dude. Oh, that's so cool. But they, they, um, I, I think they went through a condensed period of taking uh, the best ever. Yeah, yeah, you would think. No, I I know they did. And, Bullshit. And, you can't prove it. You can't prove it. Yeah. I, You're it, going off of assumption. No, if you read Sid Barrett's biography. No, uh, wait, Sid Barrett doesn't have anything to do with Dark Side of the Moon. What's that have to do with Dark Side of the Moon? No. Dark Sid, Side of the Moon was made with them sober. No, no, I mean just... They the made band. the best album hey, 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 hey. in the universe completely no, no, sober. Absolutely. This is my point. Let him see. Um, that, that Sid Barrett was, you know, with him for, what, half an album? And no, he was the, there for the first album and, like, a song on the next one. Right. So, so during 1.1 albums. They were taking large amounts of extremely clean... Excellent LSD. And Barrett fucking goes off his rocker <laughs> and they yeah. stop. Yet the influence of the LSD, LSD isn't like 
Coke or something like that, you know, where you it fundamentally changes you. Right. Um, and um, there's no need to take more, you know. Um, it's, it's perfectly uh, normal for people to take one profound trip and never, ever have to do it again. It's not, uh, you know, a drug where you pursue it because um, it's like fucking. It's not like that, um, like Coke or something like that. Um, but, man, I'd like Pink, you know, Pink Floyd, um, this big rip of psychedelia um, from, like, you know, the wall. Um, the wall changed my life. Me, me too, brother. Me too. And and the wall changed my life before I did that. The wall changed my life when I was 15. Well, the wall changed my life for a reason that... Um, and a lot of people listen to Pink Floyd for drug reasons or... I don't know. They, they have these other... I don't know. To me, Pink Floyd, I listened to it because... I, the first thing was I was like, well, I don't have any Pink Floyd and I don't know why. That was... And it's a bullshit reason. But the guy that I knew that had some Pink Floyd, he was like, well, I've got uh, the best of Pink Floyd, and I have the wall. And so he fucking burnt it. He copied it and gave it to me. And then you had, when I watched you, you the movie... You got illegal music? Huh? You got yeah, illegal music? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you want to steal Blue Vino's music and fucking stream it on Pirate Bay... Then you'd be fucking doing me a goddamn favor. Please do, do it, please, for fuck's sake. I will, I will, I will. Because if you make it on Pirate Bay, then you fucking made it. Right on, dude. You're fucking right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I'll do it, too. I definitely. You know, anyway, anyway, actually, sh- oh, wait, wait. I shared um, the one of you guys, uh, one of you guys' songs, it was, and uh, one of my friends was completely blown away. And he was like, oh, is this like Pink Floyd or Def Leppard? Like, and you're I'm kidding like, no, me. This guy- no, you're yeah. making this up. Fuck you. No, you're no, fucking no, lying. Sure. Are you <laughs> no, shitting fuck me? You. you know what? I actually did. I fucking did. And he was just so astounded. And I said, no, it, this is a new guy that I know. And uh, he was pretty much amazed. And he's also listening to songs of yours. Really? Well, yeah. thank you, dude. Fucking, that's amazing. Yeah, dude, I don't blow smoke. You know how hard it is to find <laughs> people that public too. care. You know, I, 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 I'm not a music snob, but music is a big part of my life. I would. You I don't. Would, you don't have to be a music snob. I mean, people who like Pink Floyd are not music snobs. There's a reason that Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Dark Side of the Moon was requested by Billboard to be taken off of the list. If you didn't know, the Billboard charts asked Pink Floyd, can we please take Dark Side of the Moon off the list? Because you won. You fucking won. It's never going to leave. And we need to make room for other bands. That long? Did you know this? 
Did did you know this? I I did not know this. They asked Pink Floyd, can we please remove it from the list? The reason (laughs) was exactly what I just said. They they said, you've won. It's it's never going to leave the list. You're selling albums at a rate that it, you're not going to leave the Billboard charts ever. That's awesome. That's cool. And so Pink Floyd said, "That's fine. It's okay." You know, I saw them in Miami. Um, well, fuck you. In 1990, it must have been 1993, uh, and they had the balloon. Dude, I was fucking tripping. <laughs> right. I, I went there in a limo with my roommate's dad, and in the traffic on my roommate's dad, wow, dude, he was wild. Like I'm wild. This motherfucker was wild. On the way, not like wild, like us in the back of a cop car. No, uh, uh, pretty close on the way. <laughs> pull the fucking limo to fucking pull over. You, you out. and me in the back of a cop car, though. I mean, come on, that's got to be tough, dude. That right? Like, if we had that on videotape, that was classic, dude. <laughs> that cop got so pissed at me. The fact you didn't get tased almost made me reconsider my whole A cab position. <laughs> He got out of handcuffs twice in like five minutes. Whoa, whoa. Did you just say he got out of handcuffs? Like squirmed yeah, out of them? Twice. Yeah, that cop was in pissed. five minutes. Oh my god. He kept trying to re handcuff me and I just kept getting out in the back of the car. Like, the second time I just had my hand around fucking You're a fucking practice. hero. You're a hero just and the cop for that. Was like, I swear to God, I'm going to charge you with resisting arrest. Hold, like, hold up. What is your full name, sir? <laughs> Went on K Street is my full name. No, hold <laughs> on. What, was your, what was your last Spanish name? Not, not uh, Ed, Ed, Edward Dante. El Salvador? What was it? <laughs> no, I think I gave him uh, Edmund Dantes. Yeah. I think I, I think I gave him the character from... Uh, Fucking the Count of Monte Cristo, right? So we're sitting like in the back of the cop car, and and he's like barely struggling, and all of a sudden, like his hands on his lap, and I'm like, fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! How the hell did you guys handcuff him? Back behind his back, and the cop, little Spanish dude, man, and he he you know, I mean, he was fair. At least to me, I'm not. They separated us when we got to the facility. <laughs> you were they were pissed wild. at me. We're still wilding out. They were pissed at you. Oh, that was I, I never, I never stopped. I just kept fucking testing them. <laughs> how could, how could you not? How could you not? You know, if, if ever I was. Um, in the shit. Well, I got arrested for a bullshit reason. I'm not. I'm he was. Not he was me back. He was sober. Fucking. Who we get sober? pulled over, and they were like, "Fucking antifrices." Yeah. Yeah. I he was, was driving I was me back home. 
I'm, right. And they were like, they were like, has anybody been drinking? Like when they pulled us over, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I someone have. that's he, not driving. So who yeah, fucking gives this? He's shit? my fucking sober ride. And they arrested him, and the cops asked me to step out of the car. After they arrested him, and I'm like, okay. And as uh, soon as I should. step out of the car, they're like, drunk in public. And I'm like, really? Like, I'm a half block from my house. And they were like, well, you're drunk in public now. And I was like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you should have killed the cop and buried him in the ditch. Oh, they were away. pissed because when they first pulled us over, like, they were like, can we search the car? And me and him looked at each other like, no. Like, are you retarded? I'd have been like, how about uh, you look over there for a minute and then yeah, drove like, off. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And so once I stepped out of the car, they arrested me for drunk in public. And I'm like, really? Like, and so they put us back in, in the back of a cop car together, and I just kept slipping my handcuffs. I was like, Do you see? Do you see how I, this is my point? Why we can't have government? <laughs> now I mean it. And this, nice hold things. up! Hold up! I mean it in the sense that, like, it's the same sentiment of we can't this have is nice local things. Local government, though, man. This wasn't no. Listen, it's the same local. sentiment of. This is why we can't have nice things, <laughs> because this is why we can't have government, because there's no fuckers who are going to be in charge ever that manage it correctly. You'll have a few, and then what happens when they retire? Well, then you're going to place this shit in the hands of assholes. And so this is why we can't have it, because oh, well, yeah. we had a great any, generation any, of any people who ran it correctly. Any well, what do you do the when they fucking retire and the yeah. assholes take over? Well, then yeah. you're fucked. Any crisis saw the whole shit go down. He was just like, Jesus Christ, how do you keep getting out of them? And that cop got pissed. And, and there are <laughs> yeah. full yeah. disclosures I have to uh, admit to. Um, I, you know, I, I was sober. Um, I had less than a gram of weed on me and a one-hitter, the bat. And so um, when they asked if they could search the car, we said no. And the next thing they said was step out of the car. And the next you, thing you said was, fuck off. I wish. You can't fucking tell me what to do. Or then it would have been like, don't tase me, bro. Ah, <laughs> and so I stepped out of the car. I mean, I mean that's a pretty reasonable gamble, right? With less than a gram of weed in the back in today's day and age. However, it's Virginia. God damn Virginia! God, I, God damn Virginia! This is how do you guys I, put up with that shit? Huh? I grew up in D.C. There's a fucking saying in D.C. that says, "Go to Virginia once." Come back, fella. <laughs> and it's so true. There's dead uh, that should be plastered all over every fucking bus stop in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, Just for the sure. sake of, yeah. Absolutely. So, so the funny thing was, so, you know, um, you know, and I, I was a little, uh, a little hemmed up because, it, you know, I'm not, I live in Vermont. Uh, D.C. is my hometown, but that's, like, where my, you know, family lives. So, I, like, oof, it's a, it's a little more hairy. Um, so, went through the rigmarole. 
Um, and uh, they actually let me out before K. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, had to jump through some hoops, um, which is absolutely ridiculous for less than a gram of weed, um, to, like, plea in absentia uh, from Vermont. Um, and ended up paying Virginia, I think, 900 bucks. Um, and uh, then when I took the receipt, um, because there was an issue, there could have been an issue with my driver's license, when I took the receipt to the uh, DMV in Vermont, the clerk looked at it and she was like, we don't even we don't even have this on our books. You're fine. Checked it off. <laughs> the disparity between states, right? It's like crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. My license is still suspended here for that because I refuse to give them the money. Good. I mean, there's no reason you should have been you should have been arrested. I mean, there's no reason you should have been handcuffed. Therefore, there's no reason you should have been arrested. Yeah. But that cop got super pissed when I kept slipping the cuffs in the back of his car. (laughs) I made he pulled over like twice on the way to the jail and like was yelling at me and I'm like, dude, they were uncomfortable. Dude, the second time I thought he was gonna like punch you in the Adam's apple. Then what would have happened? How crazy is that? That yeah, uncomfortable. No, no, no. That's not acceptable. No, (laughs) I'm sorry. They're uncomfortable. Oh, well, fuck them. I did it to them, and they don't have to sit like that. But I chose that they should sit like that. But what what would you do if, like, you you know, you're in you're in that situation, right? And and that and a cop like did like punch your boy in the throat like that. Like, you'd have to do something. Oh, yeah, I, I would would've... talk to them. You know what I do? I would talk with words to them. Ooh, that's I like exactly that. what I did with the guy. I was like, dude, it's hey, uncomfortable. You, like, I'm not I a mean, threat to you. I'm not, I'm not trying to attack you. Uh, I love that you two are, like, all over the place with the fact that I just said that's what I would do. <laughs> no, I, li- I like it. I think You're all, I mean, like, bouncing everywhere with it. You're like, whoa, shit, holy shit. <laughs> But what? But what could you, I mean, what can you do, right? I well, mean, you can't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with kids. Here's the thing with any kid, any child. Hold on, child. Any, Where did child come into it? I'm a I'm a dad, by the way. Yeah, so yeah you know. I know that. But hold on, go go. You said like, okay, so if you know you're with your boy, something happened, and something happened. Oh, the cop was about here's, to, and the cop what, punched him in the neck. Like, what would you do? You said you would use words, which I think is is probably the way to go. How would well, you work? Well, first, first off, I mean, before you even get to those type of incidents, like, you hope that while they're getting of age, you can tell them, like, look what you did. It was because of you that this happened. If you can teach them lessons along those lines, then it solved those problems. But what happened? What would happen if it happened to you? If what happened to me? If oh, all right, um, 
you know, you were on the way home from from work. You had had right. three beers. Right. Um, cop pulled you I've, over. I've never drank on the way home from work or drank out and then drove home. Are you serious? Okay, well, hey, I'm dead hey, serious. And I'm dead serious. Didn't get, he didn't get a DUI. They, I drink no, at home, dude. No, I, they gave I him, drink they gave him exclusively at home. They gave him full field sobriety. He had only had one beer while we were out. He was not inebriated in the sense. Uh, he passed that. Uh, it was when the, the last time them. they drank out. It was when we denied them the, the right to search the vehicle is when the cops got pissed off. Because, okay, they didn't ask for the vehicle. They had him step outside, do field sobriety. He passed. Then they asked if they could search the vehicle. And me and him looked at each other and were like, no, we know our Fourth Amendment rights. Um, and they smelled alcohol, which was me, because I was drinking while we were out. And I admitted, you know, while I'm sitting in the passenger seat, he's my sober ride home from the bar, etc., cetera, et cetera. And then they were like, can we search the vehicle? And we're both like, no, like you, you have fucking reason for the vehicle. Because you're, you're like, this is ridiculous. It's Yeah. Like you, yeah. You've already had us on the side of the road for almost half an hour now. Like, yeah, that, that's what this really is stupid. Hurts. And then this they is were the point like, you're okay, like, well, yeah, we're going to bring the dog. I was drunk until fucking this shit happened, and now I'm sober. <laughs> yeah, How well, and it? then once I got out of the car, like, after the, they had the dog hit on the car, they were like, oh, well, we're going to search the car because the dog hit. Like, of course the dog hit. The dog always hits. Oh, yeah, that's right. The dog's hit. Yeah, whether, whether fucking there's shit in the car or not, the dog hit really on less than a fucking gram of weed. I don't even, I don't even know what that is. You. What is that? And the dog hit, and then they took yeah, me well, out of the no, car. No, I don't know like, what a dog oh, hit is. And now you're what on public that? property. What, the dog hit? Yeah, what is that? When the like dog hit. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I mean, do you know you have to be a monk not not to drink and drive? I mean, to not have like three beer. I'm not saying like get drink a bottle of whiskey. Um, no, dude, I'm the type that when I'm he hasn't even set. Well, no, listen. Here's me. Here's me. Here's me. When I'm like, all right, dude, I'm gonna get fucking wasted. I find the place I'm gonna sleep first. I'm like, all right, dude, I'm here. I'm going to fuck it. I'm here. I'm. Where's the couch? Where am I sleeping? Over there? All right, good. I know where I'm going, and now I'm going to get wasted. And that's me. That's when, That's the situation. I don't fucking, yeah. I don't go out. I don't go out and fucking drink and no, then the, come home. The, the no. only thing that happened was, uh, okay, we were doing this radio show. Oh, yeah, we did it. We, we, it was a great show, too. We did the radio show. It was the first time we did it together in person. He took me to my local bar. I had a couple beers at the bar. He didn't drink shit. He was taking me home. He wasn't pulled over for weaving or anything like that. He was pulled over because the fucking license plate light was no, out. Hey, the, oh. was one tail light out. But also remember... Um, I, I, I had the misfortune of turning around in a police station parking lot. Oh, yeah, because we went the wrong way. 
<laughs> but he was Dude. completely sober. He passed field sobriety. Yeah, he yeah. He passed so the breathalyzer. They gave him a breathalyzer in the field. No, and mm-hmm. all, all in all, it was, it was like, it was not a, except just for the headache of the state. Yeah, it was a bullshit. They just wanted money. So That's the why big they argument. Me. The big the reason argument. they arrested me is because we argued when they asked if they could search the car. Yeah, that was preposterous. The big argument amongst uh, this whole discussion, as well as with all the other discussions, is to not have a state. That's really what we're getting to, right? (laughs) All of us are really kind of leading to, how about we don't have one? Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Or just create our own. Isn't that our idea? Our own society of whatever yeah. we want. Well, I mean, we can have a society. We can have a community. How about a rule only should exist if we unanimously agree on it? If we don't unanimously agree, then what is it about the rule that's so fucked up that we shouldn't all agree on it? Right. Exactly. Uh, we all shouldn't kill each other. I'm pretty sure we're all going to agree on that. If it's, oh, I don't even think uh, we have we to agree on something like that. We should not turn left when we get to this fucking intersection. And someone's don't like, really? We shouldn't all turn left when we get there for, for what reason? Well, because you might fucking pull out and someone will hit you. Uh, I can self-preserve myself. You can stop with the fucking, oh, don't turn left when you get... Fuck off. Please, fuck off. It's actually... Just fuck off. I'll turn right or left, and you can't tell me what to do, because, oh, you might die. Okay, well, that's me. That's me that's dying, not you. Not you. Who cares? How about you don't turn left? um, sort of the layers of, of like, modern traffic laws. Um, Traffic uh, laws equal the entire problem that is the world. Yeah, everything runs smoother. That's really interesting. The idea of traffic laws is that everything runs smooth. And that's where government comes from, is that, like, oh, if we take care of things, it'll run smooth. And the truth is, just like traffic laws, no, they don't run smooth. The fact of the matter is, look at India and shit, where they don't have traffic laws, and it looks it looks like madness when you watch a video of them driving. But the fact of the matter is, they're used to it. So the fact is, they can drive and not hit each other because they anticipate what the fuck they're all doing. Uh, ooh. Even a better, even a better uh, kind of example is that like uh, since uh, Walmart and stuff has like a is very privatized, and they also have the stop signs. So legally, you don't you don't have to actually follow the stop signs. Because well, it's a par- private parking lot. Yeah, because they're actually doing privatized. You know. Yeah. Easy comments. Fucking... <laughs> really. Who the fuck was that? Me. <laughs> Who the fuck was what? The dude that was groaning? That was me. 
It sounded like a black man that was 75 years older than me, but that was me. Whoa. (laughs) No, I think that, honestly... uh, (laughs) No, Antichrosis died. He left. Uh, Well, before we go, and before the whole shit falls apart, I think that uh, everything can come together just based on voluntary... Uh, issues because like if Indi- if people in India and the Middle East can drive along roads at speeds that we drive along but they have no laws and no signs and no rules and they still get where they're going and they don't hit each other then that to me says that you know what there is a natural order and it's logic and people can figure out how to deal with day to day shit even if there's not rules. So you can drive down a street where it's like, oh, some uh, huge line of people are going to turn left here. Well, oh, well, you deal with it, and you fucking figure out what you're going to do, and you don't die because you don't want to die. You don't want to die. So you just figure out how to steer, how to live in the area, in the situation. And that's life. But do you need a government to help you? No, the truth is you don't. You don't. Exactly. The roller uh the roller ring dilemma. That's what I call it. It's like right? everybody runs around the roller uh, the rolling ring and like they're going around and around and around and nobody tells what to do and shit like that. Only sometimes the ref they always try to pick uh, pick people up that you know, they just let it, let the natural order of the roller rink go around and around. And if you put a guy in there in charge, well, then he ruins it for everyone. Yeah. All right, I'm going to sleep. I have right, a cat dude. with me. I'm going to go ahead and pull the, uh, I'm, and then, and then, You have uh, a cat with you? You're a cat yeah. guy? Are you? Yeah. I, I, I have, I'm a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. Yeah, I've got a cat, cat that, uh, right which, by the way, before everybody goes, you know, like, it's important uh, to mention that because, like, cat people are, like, revered as shitty people for some reason. Yeah, and the truth is, the truth is. You can, you can give me fuck about my cat. I got a cat. No, here, here's cat. the truth. Like, here's the truth, dude. And this is, I, I, I'm a cat guy. And so it's like Mark Marin, he's famous, and fuck off, why not? So, like, here's the deal with cats, man. The deal with cats is they respect you and love you if you feel the same way about them. Whereas oh, yeah. dogs, if you give three shifts to the wind about them, they're like, you're my master and I love you no matter what. You could fucking piss on their face and they don't fucking care. They will yeah, no. A cat, Cats though, are... if you treat them like shit, they will treat you like shit. If you oh, treat yeah. them with love, they will love you just as much as this you love is, them. This cat is cuddling up with me and letting me scratch his belly, which hey, for anybody that cat. knows cats, if, yep. if you can actually rub a cat's belly, that cat that's your buddy right there. You. He's yep. your friend. Yep. Yeah. Because most just claw the shit out of you when you try to do that. I've got a cat here. 
that uh, he goes, to, he he comes to bed with me every night and sleeps on my chest or my legs or something or something on the bed. Uh, yeah, to keep, some extent. keep your feet warm. That's the best. When the cat yeah. keeps your feet warm. Like I, I have a hard time just like sitting and watching television, playing a video game, or sitting at the computer without this cat jumping on my lap and hanging out with me. Or getting on the keyboard exactly. and being like, God damn it, come on, man, I'm trying to type. <laughs> and you can't he get mad on the at keyboard. Him. No, he doesn't. He just wants to be with me on my yeah. lap or something just, to that extent. Yeah, he just wants to be in your business. Yep. Hanging out. Exactly. I'm sorry, but I think cats are way more emotional and more connected than dogs will ever be. Ever. Oh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, they're like the most smartest little... Uh, they're the smartest people. And like, they, this cat, like right over here, I've had him for about two years, and he is more like me any other animal. How about yeah. that? We're all fucking cat people. That's fucking we're, funny. We're, we're all internet people, which natively means... Which means we're cat, we're cat people? Yeah, I mean, come on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not lie. I mean, I know uh, it's a fucking... Everybody calls us, uh, you're an internet person, which means you're a cat yeah, well, right. kind of true. You like cat videos, don't you? Well, yeah, but who doesn't fucking like cat videos? <laughs> Fuck off for once. <laughs> All right, oh, I love shit. you guys. Great show. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> love y'all. Conversation. I really enjoyed it. All right, I'll catch you guys next week. Everybody take care. All right, later. Peace. Good night. And that was Third Ray Radio. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Good night.